This episode of Good Times, Great Movies is sponsored by Jason B. Now, I don't know Jason well enough to know if he wanted me to use his full last name or not, but there are a few things I know about Jason. One, he's an amazing, I guess, chef. And also, he's psychic. So not only can he make you that amazing chicken Marcella you were thinking about, he also knows that you were thinking about it. So ladies, well, or gentlemen, I don't know, but I don't presume to uh, make any assumptions about someone's sexual preference. Get on that Jason train. And if he already has a significant other, you might not know how well you have it. But he does. Because remember, he's psychic. So if you want me to say nonsense about you before an episode of this show, head over to patreon.com slash goodtimesgreatmovies and throw a few dollars a month our way. We would greatly appreciate it. You not only get a shout out here, but there's also bonus content available to donors. Uh, there's a full episode up there right now available to donors at any level. Um, there will be more bonus content to come. You can get stuff with our logo on it. You can get gifts. Uh, there's other things too. Just go over to patreon.com. Take, uh, just take some time, read what we have to offer, read about why we're doing it and then make the decision. All right. That's enough begging and let's get on with the episode. The first movie we've covered to also be a plot line for an episode of Full House. At least I think so. Maybe Chopping Mall. Maybe. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Secret Admirer. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. We're an 80s movie podcast where in every two weeks we watch a movie from the 80s and then we talk about it. My name's Doug McCambridge. I'm one of the two hosts. And with me, as always, is Jamie Lorello. Jamie, I see that you're eating a giant plate of spaghetti, which is not a good date food nor a good podcasting food. Wait, is that what she was eating? Spaghetti, right? And pizza then. You No, a meatball sandwich. I'm talking she, about when she when? spilled it on her dress. Oh, when she spilled it on her dress. Yeah, no, it was. It was <laughs> she was just yeah. eating like a mound of spaghetti, right? <laughs> yes, she was. But she was excited about all the shopping that she had done. Oh, so she, could she couldn't barely, shut up about that yeah, shopping. Yeah. yeah, and him. I'm not very hungry. Wait, maybe I'll have a meatball <laughs> sandwich and an entire pizza. Yeah, yeah. And then, how am I going to eat all that? Oh, my gosh. So concerned about my. And he did. He, I, guess, yeah, I guess he does consume it all. It was all gone yeah. in the next scene. Yeah, you have to assume that his nerves got the best of him. He just munched out. Well, anyway, um, I think we should tell people what movie we're doing. Well, um, yeah, we can't. Well, well, I guess we could ask it this way. D Doug, have you ever had a secret admirer? Did you ever have a note no. that went to you without a know of who it was or someone no. who? No. No. Never, ever. No. You? No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Not that I know of. 
I thought you were. I thought you brought that up because you were like, I can't wait to tell this story. No. about no. this time. <laughs> no, I don't know how often this happens. I mean, especially not to this degree. But no, no. So that really didn't spark the conversation. No, it didn't. For. But but it did kind of. It was titular. I mean, it did kind of hint to our. It let everyone know that we watched Secret Admirer <laughs> from 1985. Let's, I mean, let's I talk. can't. I. I mean, it's a romantic comedy in the most broad sense of comedy, right? I mean, right? it had its goofy moments. I guess I could see. Where, but um, this there, isn't a laugh out loud. No, no, it's not an LOLer. It's definitely not an LOLer. <laughs> <laughs> not for me, at least. Right? For no, you, maybe. Well, we'll get, we'll, we'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it because... That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we're going to do. And that's what. uh... So if you were to be a secret admirer or have a secret admirer. Okay. You really want to get into this conversation about. (laughs) How many. How many X's and O's do you think is appropriate at the end of the letter? Uh, Jamie, it's (laughs) six X's and three O's. Not necessarily in that order. All right. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know. And the X is the kiss and the O is the hug. Right. That's the order okay it's not an open mouth kiss after you kiss someone three times you hug hug them them three times then kiss them three more times it's only polite (laughs) after writing okay so the opening of this movie i did think that was excessive making those x's (laughs) and then the o's and i was like oh more x's what is how long is this going to go on that's what i was like jeez xoxoxx all right, we just I would do one X and one O. That's a hug and a kiss. That's enough to say I care. You know, I think the one thing that this movie really had going for it is that it didn't go where I thought it was going to go in the first five minutes. Did you think it was going to go stalker? Did you think that it was going to be a little more? No, 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 no. Because no, there were I moments was... when I thought, oh, and now he's going to like kill her, or now he's well, gonna... I, what? <laughs> Wait a second. You thought there was going to be a murder in this movie? I thought it could take an ugly twist at a certain point. No, I thought at first they were just going to drag out who is it, who is it, who is it. But of course, when you see her garbage denim skirt or whatever she's wearing at the beginning, you're like, okay, well, it's her. And then I didn't think the parents were going to get involved. I'm not saying that all of these things are good things that this movie did, but it did unexpected different things from time to time. I agree. I agree. It took something, it took something very simple and really (laughs) sort of, you know, snowballed it into, um, into some ridiculous shenanigans. And it didn't stop. Like it just, it just kept (laughs) going. And I would like to say, I, I, I think that from the very beginning, it's like Mm -hmm. not even, it's pretty quickly in that you know who the secret admirer is. And I think it's obvious. I thought it would be obvious to everyone in the film, but apparently it's very confusing. And how good of friends are There's Tony a, the, and the Deborah? The whole thing. I don't, are they very good know. friends? How could they be friends? Well, here's the thing. They don't seem like they would be when friends. When we first meet the three of them, they come together and you, I almost thought that it was a band of friends. It was um, Michael and the two girls. I thought it was like they were 
buddies because the first scene that they're together, it almost seems that way, right? They meet up in a hallway <laughs> exactly. at school. You are exactly right. Yeah. And I thought, okay, he's it's between the two of them and it's a, you know, friendship and now they're making decisions about friendship. But it doesn't go that way. You're not even sure. No. You realize that he has a huge crush on Deborah, who's Kelly Preston, right? But it seems as though she doesn't even care that he exists, which mm-hmm. is odd because you're right at the beginning. I just thought they were friends. But when yeah. he shows up at the park, she's like, oh, Get out of here, you stupid doofus! Yeah, 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 like, exactly. Wait. Yeah, it was a it was a strange dynamic. I don't see she and Tony being friends in real life. No, they don't I don't seem like they would have anything in common. Well, even at one point, I think toward the end, when um, she's telling Tony that she is her friend, I think she even says something to the effect like, "Well, yeah, you're." Kind of, I guess we're we're friends. Like she says, yeah, and we're like, wait, you're in each other's bedrooms all the time. What yeah. do you mean you're kind of, maybe, sort of? Oh, friends? when she wants her to tell her who is the secret admirer, come on, you have to. You're like my best friend, and she's like, I'm not. <laughs> we're not really. Which made me like, why are you there then? Why are you hanging out? That's what these kids do. In this little town, which is really just any town, right? We're we're not privy to. Oh no, it's in we're California. In... They're in California because at the end they go to Long Beach. When when the end? Oh, oh my God! Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, when she goes on the, the ship, Jamie, I had to look that up. I had to look that up to make sure it was a thing. And is it's it a legitimate? Okay, thing. okay. Yes. <laughs> no, you don't. Like in my mind, I was like. So they're on a big cruise ship, and there's classrooms, and they just sail around, and then she's on basically a sailboat at the end. (laughs) And I went, wait, what's going on? And I had to look it up, and it's kind of an exchange program where you just get on a boat and go somewhere to learn. Yes. Okay. So it's like a study abroad thing, but they... And does she just give that up at the end? Is that what we're meant to think by her jumping in the water? She's just. <laughs> and was that going to be her? How about that moment when year? you don't know if she's going to jump, and he even goes, "Come on, Tony," because you don't know if she's going to jump, and then she throws her purse back, and she's scared to the wind, and she jumps in after. Oh my god! If I had to hear anybody, anybody in this movie one more time, go, Michael, Michael, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I was like, does anyone call you Mike? Do your friends maybe call you your buddies there that work? At, how come they all work, too, at the same, like, burger joint, I guess? Like, and how come they hang out in, like, the Goonies attic at the beginning of this? <laughs> yes, that's right. They're in a treehouse or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This motley crew of losers that he's friends with uh, is the worst. Oh, they all are. Right. So all right. Now all right. Talked about the so movie. now that we've got the outskirts. Let's get the let's get to the meat let's of this movie. Well, so where are we then? Well, you said that the letter was written at the beginning. Yeah, we have it a letter a written in beautiful cursive. Amazing. Beautiful cursive. cursive. Yeah. I do not know if that's Lori Loughlin's <laughs> hand, but I doubt it. <laughs> I know. I kept wondering that too. I'm like, I wonder if at the time they she was like, I'm happy to do it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's how she got the role. She's like, I have great headmanship. <laughs> Just, and I have had many a secret admirer, so I know how to play one. Um, she, uh, oh, I do like in the very beginning, I don't know why I made note of this, um, because we do, I, 
I guess it's a little bit of a, a booby alert. We do, do get to see some of Kelly Preston's boobies later in this movie. Very early on, we're seeing that she's wearing no bra. We can kind of tell. I don't know why I made note of that, but I did. I was like, mm, Kelly Preston, okay. no bra. That's what I wrote in my notes. I did not. Are you talking about just the first outfit yes, within the after first, class? I guess within the first moments, I okay. made note of her, which she's later very proud to be kind of slutty, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, She's up for it. She's like, what, you want me to get naked in this movie? Yeah, Done. I'm all, all, I'm all over it. Um, yeah, see, I thought that they were all friends in the beginning, but they're not. And Michael does have this motley crew of friends that he is um, of male, all dude friends, right? It does seem like the Lori Laughlin character, who is Tony, um, she and Michael are close friends, right? Yeah, they, I guess they grew up together. Yeah. That's the sense I got. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about how within, and I wrote it down, during the first conversation that they have. Yeah. And she's talking about the guy at, you know, at this frat party that they're going to. And Michael refers to it as, oh, I bet his frat is called the homo house. And then Tony calls him a homo. All of this in one conversation. I was like, oh, no. How many derogatory (laughs) homo terms are going to get thrown around? But there's no more in this movie. But right off the bat, it's just homo this and homo that. And we're in the 80s. And we're, yeah, we realize what era we are in. And we are full force (laughs) in it. So they're in high school, right? They're definitely in high school. Yes. And it's 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 Kelly Preston's character that dates the older the college boy, right? Yes. And who later has this like what about when he's <laughs> Well, we have to get there. Let's just get there. That guy's great. I really <laughs> I really enjoyed his character <laughs> and the turns that that character took in this movie. How well they played him out. Like later on when oh, Tony Lori yes. Laughlin goes to like be mm-hmm. with him. And yeah. And he's got the worst mustache. Did you see his little mustache? It's like a his little. His whole hair thing is happening tiny... funky. What about he, he had like bangs looking and. guy. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't accent maybe what was accentable. I don't know. He had weird bangs, a weird. Look no, like, him. I mean, he was built well. Mm-hmm. He was a muscular dude, but no, they but made the... him seem like a super hot college stud, which he was not. He was not. We haven't even gotten there. We, we haven't even gotten We're there. not even there. We're not even there. We're still, let's get back into the clubhouse or the treehouse, wherever they are. We, we, we have to follow the path of the note, right? So, so we right, see yes. this note being written and we see it being put into a locker we later mm-hmm. find out that it's Michael's, Michael's messy locker, and he's oh, throwing away so most of the mess in his locker, but he saves this envelope, tucks it in a book, right? Mm-hmm. I don't yes. think he reads it yet. He hadn't read it yet. No. And it, No, it doesn't get read until the treehouse. I love how it's a treehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it and, and his friends find their way into the treehouse, and one of his friends, who is that guy? He's a familiar face, that oh. friend. His his best friend? Yeah. He is one of the guys from Young Guns. Ah! <laughs> the little kind of chubby, uh, kind of awkward, the least famous of the Young yeah, Guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there he is. 
A familiar face indeed, a young gun. All right, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And now. he is terrible in this movie. I don't he's wearing berets half the time. Yeah. And then he's also wearing hats that are camouflaged. Yeah, and his character isn't likable, which no, I guess. Yeah. None of his friends are likable. His other friend is uh Courtney Gaines, the redhead. Oh guy, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Who look kind of goofy. Um yeah, but none of his friends are likable. They seem like the what was it? Lambda Lambda Lambda? Was that the frat from? Uh, yeah, uh, from. It seems like yeah. that frat. It yeah. seems like the weird outcast. And at the beginning of this movie, like Michael's like jumping over the stairs and he's like kicking open his locker because yeah. he's so cool. And I was like, oh, he must be like the Zach Morris of this school. But, but no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. He's got a weird kind of not so cool vibe. Well, the letter. This letter is read out loud to the group. And it's a, it's a love letter, confessing mm-hmm. like a very passionate love, right? About bodies being together and lips kissing and... Um, very he, passionate. For a high school letter, it is very involved, very, very well written. Sure, good grammar. And, good, uh, and you're right, yeah, extremely passionate. Very passionate for what needed. So for some reason, this group assumes that it's um, Deborah. The, who is apparently the hottest girl in school. Of course she would write Michael a letter confessing her love when she's dating a frat guy. Of course. And this is the biggest problem I have with this He believes movie. it. He was like, they're like, of course she would. And he at first is like, why would she when she's dating that jerk guy? But, and they convince him that no. Of course okay, it's her. So is this just his friends screwing around with him? Because I didn't read it that way, but now looking back, I'm like, maybe that's what it was going on. It was hard to on. say because you don't get to because know the group of why, friends. Right. And why would they jump to this conclusion? It's a very irrational conclusion. Just because conclusion. he's into her, that's it? And he does have a best friend who is a girl <laughs> yes. that you would maybe think would write him this letter. But for some reason, he thinks it's Deborah. And, um, or it could be any one of the other hundred girls in that high school, Oh, yeah, right? that's true. That's true. There's also, it's a high school full of, but no, they go right to the most popular girl and they decide to really find out he had to go to that Kappa Kappa whatever party, right? They have to go and kind of infiltrate the party and find her so he can kind of say, yes, I got your letter and I feel sure. the same way. Yes. Um, I like it. There's, they get their van ready for their mission. I guess you could say, right? It's a mission. They're treating it as well, a mission. Well, they got binoculars. Yes. They got knockies looking in on the party. They find her. Um, and, and no, they don't all decide to go in. Just the two of them go in, right? The other guys are going to stay right. in the van. Kind of work it from yes. the van angle. Drinking these gigantic beers. Yes, yeah, huge beers. Well, why would they want to be in that party when they can just drink beers in the van, right? She, when we first see her at the party, well, we see her through the knockies at the party and she's with her dude, but she's like smoking a cigarette in this sequin What is she dress. wearing? I don't know. She- <laughs> it's like she thought she was going to like a Great Gatsby themed party or something. See her, she's kind of like spinning around and then we realize where she's really at. Well, I do like though when she's 
It's a no. It's a it's a frat party, right? A college party, and he's like, yes. "Do you want anything?" And she asks for a drink and a sandwich, and there really is like a buffet oh. of like finger fruits and sandwiches. <laughs> like it's an office party. I was like, "Wait a minute, what kind of party are they at?" Yeah, we've been to and thrown plenty of college parties, yeah. and never once did we serve or see served <laughs> tiny sandwiches. This is a classy, classy party, though. The Kappa Kappa. It's a classy classy frat frat. party. Yeah. Uh Yeah. (laughs) I just love the idea. We're like, Biff, did you order that sandwich platter like I asked you to? Did you get the veggie one, too? (laughs) There's going to be vegetarian (laughs) girls here, man. Put them over by the keg. Oh, Jeez. it's that kind of party. It's that kind of party. They take the boyfriends, right? They distract the boyfriend. Yes, by saying someone's breaking into his car. Yeah, he's got like this cool, I don't know, like red Camaro or something, let's call it. Yeah, so his friend decides to distract the boyfriend while he then goes to talk to Kelly Preston. Right, and kind of starts reciting the letter to her, right, that he wrote. Saying the letter, yeah. And her reaction is like, you, what are you doing, you idiot? Get out of here. What are you saying? I don't understand. What are you, yeah, you're ridiculous right now. Which, again, should tip him off to the fact that it's not It's not her. her. Yeah, no. This and who, movie should end right now. Who comes down the stairs hearing her own words being recited to another girl? Well, it's the appropriately dressed for this party, Tony. <laughs> Now she has somewhat a reaction, which nobody, nobody else, of course, catches because well, she comes. She comes back at the same time that the boyfriend comes back. Oh, that's like, what right. What are you doing, man? Nobody's breaking into my car. I'm going to kick your ass. And she like drags him away. Like, oh, I love this song. Let's go. Yeah, dance, let's go Michael. dance. She's always saving his ass. She does it later too, which is when she gets in trouble with the frat boy. She's always just looking out for his best. She's kind of silly. She's um, getting herself into terrible situations. Because she likes this guy, but wants to avoid telling him that she likes him. It's needlessly complicated. What happens when they're on the dance floor then? Because she does try to take him to the dance floor to kind of distract him. But some reason they have to get away. They escape in the van. And there's a chase that happens. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this movie is, for some reason this happens, and then for some reason this happens. So, yeah, you don't need to explain why, because they probably didn't. But it's fun. So they get, so the crew gets in the van, they run into the van, and they're, they're like, about to get away from being chased from some of the frat Mm -hmm. guys. And this van chase is pretty fun. The van drives away, and they're, like, all excited that they're, that they, you know, got away. But then there's a gate. So now there's a gate in front of them. They can't get through the gate. So the van backs up, and now they're dangerously close to the frat guys. <laughs> and for some reason, the back doors of the van are wide open. So when they're well, they backing were only up, open so they could scream insults at the frat guys. Oh, that's right. <laughs> like that that's right. It, yeah. And then they decide to bust through the gate with the van. That doesn't work out so well. No, that van gets destroyed. And the van just crashes in the fence. Or so I thought it got yeah, destroyed. Yeah, but then later I, it looks perfectly fine. It's yes, repaired again. Later but then the she back. hits it with the bat until what's her, Tony that. beats it up with the bat. Me too. Me too. I think that's my favorite scene of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, they they jump like this frat house is in like a gated community. I, I guess. guess. Yeah. But that. But the but the night's not even over because now no. he breaks Tony out of her house. Oh, that's right. In her sparkly shirt. That's right. Because he talks about. He says, "Oh man, I almost had to have Steve's fist removed from my larynx." Oh yeah. And I went. Wait, I think it's larynx. Did, like, how many takes? <laughs> did, is this on yeah. purpose? <laughs> yeah. Like, could no, he well, just not I guess say it's that to word? show you too how just kind of silly Michael is. Like how I, it seems like a mistake to me. That seems like a mistake. Like he could not say the word, and they tried so many times. Well, because later, okay, so so when he he gets to. To Tony and kind of confesses about how much he loves her and he thinks this letter is for, not loves her loves Deborah. No, no, no. Who would love Tony? Ugh, Lori Loughlin. She's hideous. I, I know she's adorable. <laughs> she's sweet. She's funny in this. They get along great. Anyway, her advice is that he should write a letter to Deborah. Right? Is that what she advises right. him? Yes. Which stop? Don't give him advice. <laughs> well, exactly. Stop. Shut your face. Don't tell him any of this. <laughs> She's beyond a good friend, so right. He uh, he helped. He he writes this letter, and it's terrible. He writes I like love, a, several times in this movie. We are in these kids. Remember, they're kids' yeah. bedrooms, and they have like eight by ten portraits of each other. Oh yeah, by the in like near their desk. Yeah, like, yeah. He's got a big picture of Kelly Preston. Just sitting on his desk like she's his girlfriend. Yeah. It is creepy. It is creepy. And then she's got a similar one. Of, or not yeah, yeah Lori Lachlan opens her desk drawer. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. That is kind of creepy. I agree. This is where a secret admirer can get a little, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but again, Tony, many times in this movie, could just say, listen. Yeah. She's my friend. She talks to me. She's not into you, dude. It's gotta be. She doesn't even have to. She doesn't even have to say anything. She just has to say it's not her. Because mm-hmm. it's not. She knows exactly who it is, mm-hmm. right? How about how Corey Habe just makes his little cameo in this movie, stealing dollar bills from wallets every now and then? He's got really no other purpose in this movie. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He just comes in and takes money out of his brother's wallet. Three Corey Hay movies in a row, and he was more charming in this movie yeah. than any of those. <laughs> he really was. He, he was really a was. welcome presence. He's eating Fruit Loops with chocolate syrup on them. Because <laughs> he's just so carefree. The mom later's eating. That mom was a little. Okay, so this. Corey Haim plays Michael's little brother, mm-hmm. um, and barely are they in many scenes together. They could have played their little. I mean, they are in some, but no, 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 not many. Yeah, no, no. Corey Haim just pops up what maybe three times yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's kind of it. Yeah, um, but you're right. He is eating Fruit Loops with uh, chocolate syrup on it out of a cereal bowl, and their mom seems stressed. Just. Baseline. You're right. Baseline stress. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she seems frazzled before she has any reason to. Yeah. Well, then we find out why she should be. I don't think things are going well in this woman's She's life. She's a little paranoid, right? No. Okay. So this is the morning then where she, uh, during breakfast, she finds. Well, no. well because Corey Haim removes the love letter. Oh, that's right. From the from wallet. His brother. He takes that along with the money. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. And then sticks it in a school book Mm -hmm. at the kitchen table, which I assumed was his school book. That's what I did, too. But it isn't. He's not the only one going to school. School is over for the summer. Sure. But not for Dad. Right. So he puts it in a school book. Which she reads... D. Wallace, the mom from E.T. Ah, uh, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. Yes. That's why she's stressed. She's about, she just dealt with an alien in her like home. And my now one she's family got... hangs yeah. out with an alien. <laughs> and I thought this was a normal family. But no, she finds this letter that she assumes is a love letter. We, we realize she assumes it's a love letter written to her husband. Right. And she's a yes. stress. She's in, she's out the, looking out the window crying. Michael comes down. He doesn't want to see his mother upset. He says, what's wrong? And the excuse she gives is, is pretty lame, and he takes it very seriously. <laughs> He's like, she starts crying. He's like, are you okay? And she tries to blow it off, and she's like, I'm just upset the mailman isn't here, and I'm a little upset about it. And when the mailman finally does come, Michael takes the mail from him and is like, and just so you know, he like yells at the mailman for like making his mom upset. My mother's very upset inside. Takes the mail and runs. Mom, I don't think that mailman's ever going to be late again. Yes. What? I I I legitimately found that quite amusing. I think I did That was really funny. That mailman was so nice. He was so happy and friendly, just giving him the mail. Well, I like how, how, like I said, how you see how Michael really cares for his mother. He doesn't want to see his mother upset with the mailman. Like that's. But we do, we do find out that yes, the note was stuck in a in a textbook, and their dad must be taking night classes. Yeah, he's got because some he class. even says, and this is this is after the mom read the note, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll be late tonight. I have class. I oh don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I might have to stay after." Makes She's it all getting, the more suspicious. <laughs> She's getting increasingly more mm-hmm. upset as he says this. I guess though, maybe there was a little because we find out as we find out that not everyone's friends like we thought that Michael and and Deborah were all close friends. Well, apparently, the teacher of this class that the dad goes to and they're, they're all close friends. They're bridge players. They play bridge together. We come to. <laughs> yeah. Increasingly through this movie, we find out that these people are very good friends <laughs> and that these people have been having like secret feelings for one another for a very long time. It's so seems. weird. This is when the movie takes a very strange, right. not strange, a very different twist. This is what you're talking about when it takes the, the different, I did not know we were going to be spending this much time with the adults in this team. No one. No one could have predicted. No one could have predicted. So Michael's dad, George, I think is his name, right? I don't know. I think it's George. Let's call him George. He goes to class where his teacher, who is also a good friend of he and his wife's, Right, and we don't out. know this at this time, though, right? Like this is no, the first time we no. See this this is the first time we see her. We do know that she is. I don't know if you saw the rest of the class, Doug, and I'm not judging. I am not this, but she is the most attractive person in the whole room. Like if you look at the other people in his class, like <laughs> when George finds this letter yes. during class, he looks around the class at these other hideous women yes. in the room. Yeah. And then looks at the teacher and assumes that it must be... Must be her. Because she... Oh, when he walked in, she has to borrow his book. Yes. Yes. And then she returns it. 
he finds the letter and Uh-oh. just assumes, right? Right. Yes. And he is very forward with this, right? Is it at the end of this class that he goes mm-hmm. up to her, right? It's at the end yeah. of the first class. He like it's it's one of those great scenes where he's talking about one thing and she thinks he's just talking about class and they're kind of, you know, because he's like, I don't think this is a good idea. And she's like, listen, a lot of people don't think this is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It's going to work out. And he's like, but my wife. And she's like, I had the same problem with so-and-so. But after a while, the wife comes around and they begin to accept it. Right. And he, so he thinks she's totally digging on this affair. I think he, she thinks that he is, or he thinks that, and then, I think she thinks that he's talking about going back to school again and how it's not right, easy right. and yeah. Yes. And yeah, just the idea of school right. is too much for him mm-hmm. and he doesn't think it's a good idea. Yes. Yeah. And he thinks he's being encouraged to have an affair. How is it that Michael and Tony are together again? They're in a pizzeria. Is this when they order the pizza? Right. Yes. Right? When Michael Michael confesses to Tony that he's a virgin. Yeah. And Tony confesses, yeah, they they they're, they're really good buddies, right? Even though one of his friends claims that he was a – his best friend said that he bonked Tony, right, in the back of the van. Exactly. This is where all of this comes out, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. They're both virgins, but his weird friend who wears fatigues mm-hmm. said that he went all the way with right. Tony. Right. She says that it wasn't true. They both eat meatball subs. <laughs> right, yeah. And in, this in is sh- when he gives – Tony, the note that he wrote. Oh, right. He's like, right, listen, right. here's the note I wrote. It was really hard. It looks like he was staying up all night. Working yeah, it this did. Thing. He was really kind yeah. of, yeah. And he's like, here, give this to Debbie. And there and you go. They, they, have, they have quite a conversation. You know, these yeah. two, they don't just talk about shopping. They actually have a connection. Mm-hmm. You can see they have a real nice friendship, a good connection. Is this when he, she goes, though, to the to the fast food restaurant and, and um, knocks out the, the van, the lights on the van with the bat? Yes, this is right after they talk. She goes, yeah. She appears to be alone in the car. Yeah. Because you see those goofball friends of his all work at a fast food restaurant. Right, right. Together. Mm-hmm. And she pulls up to the drive-thru, and then, yeah, this is when she's like, what did you tell people about me? And he's hanging out of the fast food window, yelling and screaming, no, not my van. And she gets out of the car with a baseball bat. And just just bangs it, just trashes it. Goes to town on this thing. And you're right, it isn't until she gets back in the car that then Michael pops his head off. And he calls her a gutsy virgin. (laughs) Because you're a real gutsy virgin. This is when she opens this. His letter is sealed. He gives it to her sealed so that right. he, she can deliver it to Deborah. She opens yes. it by tea kettle, which I guess oh. is how you steam a letter open. Uh, I've never done it, but steaming. it's how they do it in the movies. And the tea kettle doesn't stop steaming, which I love. Like she's reading the note behind her. There's like tea kettle just keeps uh-huh. going. But um, her reactions are pretty good when she's reading this. Oh yeah, she's just like oh. Oh, and she'll read a couple lines and go, oh, at one point she goes, this is dog do. Yeah. yeah, she does. She, But it does. It sounds very lame, especially compared to her beautiful poetry. So she decides she helps him too much. She This is her. This is her. Art. Why? Why? This is her out. Like yeah. this is this is easily her out. This is when she says to Deborah. 
here, somebody gave me this note. Yeah. And Deborah would read it, and she'd laugh, and she'd be like, yeah, it's Michael. And she'd laugh some more. And then they would have a good laugh. Both have a good laugh. Mm -hmm. Yes. But she doesn't do that. She does the worst possible thing you can do if you're in this situation. Yeah, she encourages it. She writes a letter for him and gives it then. Is she just showing off now? I think so. I think now she's into the fact that her writing can take things this far, right? (laughs) She's like, fine, I'll push the envelope. Yeah. Why not? I unsealed it. See how many people I can influence with my words. Well, and she doesn't realize what she gets into. Oh, boy. Um, and my question is, does she write this note with the same elegant feminine penmanship that she did the That's other the one? other question mark that you're like, <laughs> wait a minute now. Yeah. Did she disguise it in like but he must. She must because remember later he goes and he gets, he, at the end, he pieces it together by putting a bunch mm-hmm. of the notes together to be like, it's Deb, it was Tony. Right. So she doesn't change her penmanship. He collects oh, all the gee, letters right. at one point and can compare. Yeah, I wonder why Deborah didn't question this man of yours. With well, Deborah's lovely... pretty stupid. Let's, well, let's say it. I mean, she's not, it. I don't want to call her dumb because she's blonde and she's the floozy, but she kind she's, of is. She's the blonde floozy in the movie. She is. Mm-hmm. She is. She um. She gets the letter though, right? Yeah, this is when they're at somehow at her house. This is when they're at her house, and this is when we finally realize that the teacher of the class is Debbie's mom. Yes, and now things are starting to come together <clears throat> a little too. My head was spinning at this point. What? So that's her mom? Oh. Yeah, and then. God, what happens to the letter then? Oh, wait, does the boyfriend come? The, that's what it is. Right. She, the boyfriend oh, she comes over and she has to hide it. Yeah. Because she doesn't want her boyfriend seeing this note that right. this guy wrote for so her. So she hides it in her mom's purse. She tucks it in her mom's purse. And then the mom. Right. But the most important it. thing about this is that she is totally into this note. Like she oh, is yeah. totally blown away by this well, letter. And even when the boyfriend comes over, she's just finished saying to Tony. Well, why would I want... Everyone knows I don't want to be with stupid Steve. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like he's just a for now guy. And then Steve walks in the door. And then right. she's she is making out with Steve because then her dad comes in. And her dad's a pretty aggressive guy. I didn't couldn't figure out why there's always like a scanner playing in his car. But later he like shouts how he's a police officer. Which you wouldn't know. He just seems very angry. Wait, wait a second. He, he kicks open his first scene... <laughs> He kicks open the door wearing a holster with a gun in it. You didn't think he was a cop? I just thought he was very aggressive. You thought he was just threatening Steve? (laughs) (laughs) And he's all sweaty, too. I still, I didn't, I didn't. Police force didn't come to mind with this man. Well, he's a cop. Mm -hmm. And he's very aggressive. And he's kind of on edge. Yeah. In a weird way, I do think that he and Dee Wallace would make a good couple. I think so, too. They're very high strung. I think that these couples are mismatched. And the thing that this movie doesn't do is have them swap at the end. No, it does. No. No, it's it's, their ending is a little bit disappointing because I was kind of hoping. But yeah, let's let's get to that. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Now, the cop dad finds the note, right? So right, now right. he sees, he scared the boyfriend off. I think he makes some joke about shooting off his oh, whatever. He, right? he calls this 
in just one quick conversation, he calls him Fruit Lips for some reason, <laughs> and then he also calls him Hand Job. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, and I think that, he does say, "If you get my daughter pregnant, I'm going to shoot your pecker off or your yeah. ding dong or whatever he says." Yeah. And why is he going through the mom's purse? Whatever. He finds the note now, and he's got. What about his throbbing skull? He's got this vein in his. <laughs> Because I, I was like, is that a weird prosthetic that they put there? Or was he like able to do that with his jaw somehow? It's weird to know. It's you don't very know. very prominent. Yeah. Just yes. the pulsating temple <laughs> on one, just one side pulsating as he reads this love letter. And he gets so angry about the fact that somebody with really great penmanship is writing this note to exactly, his wife. Yes. And of course, I mean, he must put it together that this must be somebody that she is teaching or right. somebody at that school right. or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the only time this woman gets out of the house. For a minute, we have a fun scene where Michael and Tony are in somebody's pool. I don't know whose. And they're hanging out on floats <laughs> in the pool. I don't know whose pool that is. And did you notice they're, they're, they're color-coordinated? Like, he's on a red float in yellow... And she's in red on a yellow float. I didn't like they're notice it, but you're right, they yeah. are. Yeah. yeah, it's the most artistic It is, it's very pretty, movie. but you don't know where it comes from. But this is no. when he decides to write more notes, right? But these two must be, again, they must just be best friends. Like, they're just hanging out in a pool together. Like, why it's just... crazy that he doesn't even think that it would be her. That's why it's, it's kind of ridiculous that she's not even a guest. For him or any of his friends. I guess. I guess. But I don't know. Like, I've been friends. Well, first of all, I'm friends with you. But I've been friends with other girls for a good amount of time. Yeah, and you wouldn't think and that I they would write us. They would be secretly writing me love letters behind <laughs> True. my back. Especially these impassioned ones. Like, for her to be able to <laughs> hang out with him like this, but then also have these really intense feelings is like, wait a minute, I didn't know... Right, you could write right, like exactly. That. Yeah. yeah, and they never reference anything like, remember last year when we got really drunk and da da da. Wasn't that a right, crazy right. time? Like it, it never like this has never come up before. And I'm just, is it just because she's going out to see that she decides to do this? I wonder. No, I don't know though. It seems like she doesn't decide to go out to see because she tells him when they meet up. Wait, when does she tell him that she's going? When they're eating. When they're eating all that masses of food. That was earlier, right? I felt like when she, because when she tells him, it's almost like, anyway, I'm going to do this. Like she's almost chosen to do it because like he didn't respond right to the note. Right. Yeah. I think okay. if he responded right to the note, she wasn't going to join ship school or whatever it's called. Well, that's so stupid. You can't count on that. Like, you'll tell that to a lovesick girl. I don't know. Right. If you don't sign your name, you can't expect him to respond. To that note. Yeah, you, you can't play these goofy games, Tony. Gotta but quit anyway, the game. This is, this is more silly because when they're in the pool, he asks her to write another note and she yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. She just. She, well, no, no, no. He, sorry, he doesn't ask her. He writes a second note. Yeah, he tells her, he's, which means that she's gonna write the second note. Right. 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 Yeah. And she, she decides no more letters. They have to meet. Or in the next okay. letter, he, they should write about meeting, right? Jamie, did you. McCambridge oh, Park? I was losing my mind. I was like, that is a place? In the where? In the what? 
The Cambridge Park is I where they're going to meet. I meant to look it up, but I didn't look it DP up. DP McCambridge it Park. It's an honorary park. It's a great right, place. Okay. It's got a bench. It has a bench. We see the bench of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that part, it's not much of a park. We see some, well, it's at night. You don't know what goes on there. Yeah, we don't know, really. We just know that Kelly Preston is dressed to the nines to meet up. And people do not want to know what goes on in a park that has my name associated with it. <laughs> <laughs> Once the sun goes down, you want to stay away from McCambridge Park. You want Park. McCambridge Park, right. That's a rough place to be. Yeah, and he's like hiding behind a tree, too. She's just sitting there on this bench just waiting for this guy, and he's peeking out from behind a tree. Yeah, he is. He's kind of creeping up on her. And she thinks it's a joke when he first shows up. She's like, come on, I'm waiting for someone. And he's like, yeah, it's me. I wrote the note. Also, in the meantime, we just skipped it real quick. The teacher in class pulls the letter out of her purse. And, of course, the dad in class now is just staring at her the whole time. So she reads this letter and looks up, and he's looking at her. So she assumes then that he wrote this letter and, I guess, slipped it in her purse somehow. Well, they've already made sort of forward motion because, like you said, from their first encounter – he was pursuing the whole affair thing, misunderstanding her chatter. Right. Oh, yeah, but he, he does they left the conversation. Yeah. Yes. And she doesn't necessarily like say that's not okay. He kisses her after their first meeting, right? And this is when she's like, You just have to go with this and you know, yes. so he thinks he's gotten the red light or the green light rather. And now she gets this note and now fully understands what's yeah. happening. And they kind and they of decide have to class. To- they kind of just are like, let's go on a date. They this say, let's like go a for great coffee. Idea. Yeah. But then not coffee. They don't like coffee, right? I don't yeah. drink coffee. Neither do I. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. But I bet oh. your crazy hyper spouses drink a ton of coffee. That's oh, why they're so spazzed man. out all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And Fred Ward, her husband, sees them leave. Oh, class that's right. And get in a right. car together. And he is fuming. Did we talk about when... Um, Deborah puts the burger in his friend's face for some yeah, odd what, reason. What is wrong with his friend? What an what a creep this kid is. I know, like, right? To go he up walks to over to go hit on her while, while she's, she's on out a date with his best uh-huh, friend. Uh huh. Very creepy. Very weird. So she puts like a looks like a black bean burger. It's just like oh, it looks mush disgusting. Yeah, it's face. like she just yeah. rubbed chili all over his yeah. face. And and yeah. now they go off together to I guess what is make out point, right? That's their yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of make out point time in this movie. They're they're there a lot, everybody goes there a lot, yes. It's where you go, I guess. It's what you do, you know, when you're a teenager. Or as the parents point out, so okay, so they go um to make out point. Tony spies on them from makeout point with like a 40 right doesn't she have like a 40 ounce of beer and a She's big giant can of beer alone at makeout point with binoculars so she can watch the guy she's into her best friend and this other girl who she's writing notes to she's a glutton for punishment practically have sex what is she doing she just wants to feel bad for herself she wants to sell her to she wants to make sure that when she gets on that ship there's a real reason why she's right, going exactly to because she she initiated this meeting at my park and then she knows 
that they're going to go make out. Like, she yeah. goes there on her own expecting them to mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. She's really messed up. I didn't know that she was that messed up the first time I watched this. But now, now, now that back, you're thinking about it, you're like, she really is a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little self-infliction there happening. Right. What she didn't know she was going to see, which I don't know if she paid attention, but who pulls up next to Michael and Deborah <laughs> is Michael's dad and Deborah's mom. Right. Right? To make out point, which they both point out they haven't been there since the 60s. And they make some lame joke about birth control. Maybe they use birth control now or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's uncomfortable and it's weird. It is. It is. It is. Because in the meantime, they're getting to, like, he's getting to, I don't know what base he's on, but he's getting pretty far in the car next to theirs. Um, Right. Michael and Deborah Deborah and Michael are getting getting kind of far, right? Sure. Now the big Steve, the boyfriend, Deborah's ex-boyfriend, I guess, is just literally pulling people out of cars and shaking them. Oh my God. Just pulling people out, (laughs) turning around, having to look at them. Tony, who is spying, sees this and is trying to distract. She doesn't want, for some reason, she doesn't want her best friend, Michael and Deborah, to be interrupted. Right. Just let this play out. Let this happen. Mm -hmm. Let Steve... Punch Michael in the face. Yes. And then like, you can heal him and in the, the taking care of his, his bruised eye, you can tell him that it was you that wrote the note. There we go. But she won't. Beautiful. She'll be no. she'll heal up his eye and be like, While I'm healing your eye, how about I write another letter to Deborah? Yeah. Well now she puts herself so like we've said she's put herself in this line of fire, Tony, several times in this movie. So now that the boyfriend this frat boyfriend is out looking for deborah she throws herself in front of him tony does and kind of like tries to seduce him come on i'm really into you you know (laughs) i want to be with you don't worry about deborah it's i want you she doesn't she's no she's a virgin again the worst thing you could do in this situation she does it she does it and he takes her back to his like scuzzy little apartment that she's completely unimpressed by with his picture what is he's got like a picture of a naked woman or at least her booty. We see a woman's booty on his closet door, right? Yeah. Um this is this is a sort of funny. So so Tony goes back to his place and he's just very much like here's a beer. All right. Do you have any, you know. No, not here's a beer. He opens a beer, starts to drink it and then goes Oh, wait, do you want a beer? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a very strange interaction. And he just makes himself so comfortable. He walks in, plunks down on the bed, and just opens a beer. He's like, here we go. (laughs) This is what's happening. And she's clearly a bit uncomfortable. Doesn't know what to do with herself now that she's gotten herself into this predicament. I do have to tell you, at this at this moment, watching this movie, I think I was super engaged because I was like, how is she going to get out of this situation? <laughs> what is going to happen? Because even when, well, he says something like, so should I like get a condom or did you bring something? And when she says she has to use the bathroom or whatever, he's like, oh, it's right there. And I was even like, oh, it's the door right there. She can't even get <laughs> away now. <laughs> No, but there's a giant window, a giant window in there that giant. is basically like a door that she opens and just yeah. walks out of. <laughs> so she does it. She gets away. 
from but in the meantime he doesn't know that and he's thinking it over and he decides to do this full confession basically to the naked ass that's on this poster yeah. that's but on she's his... standing right behind him because you can see her through the windows yeah, behind right. his bed just sort of standing out there listening as he basically confesses that you know he she's a nice girl but it's he really loves deborah for whatever reason or not doesn't want to have sex with her. So either way, she wasn't going to have to have sex with this guy. Right. She gets off. I guess she's got planning to go write another note for Michael. Um, what do we know? Okay, so the, our parents now. Oh, no, well, no, no. Well, we're back with the parents, but we're with. Different parents, right? The, the other the, the parents. Other. Because <sighs> the, the they cop. go out to look for them. Yeah, we're with the cop and D. Wallace. And and he basically goes to her house and he's like, Listen, our spouses are having an affair. Oh god. What about when he tells her he gets to her house and he's like, I don't want you to get upset right away. I want you to try to remain calm. And I think before he even says what the thing is, she's like, Oh my god. <laughs> and then he says it and then she's like a hot mess. So but, but yeah, yeah. And that's that's the other thing too, is because like still at this point in the movie, I didn't know that these couples were friends. So I didn't know that when Fred Ward showed Went up to the house, that yeah. she would be like, "Oh no, it's clearly your wife who is also the teacher." Like I didn't make any of these connections. So oh, what a tangled I didn't know web! Why she did, yeah. So now these two, the other two left. Oh yeah, they left because they saw. Their kids, and they had to slump down and, and go. And now these two pull into the exact same spot. Mm-hmm. They're gone. And they start to make out, right? Don't they share a kiss? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. But during their kiss is when they see that the two kids are next to him. And right. the dad should be fuming because this is his daughter, after all. But he's more, of course, concerned with being caught himself. No, he so, almost he tries to get out of the car because he's like, I'm going to kill yeah. him, and she's like, No, you can't. I'm here. We can't let our kids see you and me in a car. And here. he's like, You're right. We got it. We'll just get out of here. Yeah. So they all they yeah. all roll away, right? Um, I do think there. I do think their interaction is pretty good sometimes because she'll say something. Like, I, you know what? We should just, and he's like, yeah, that's it. Let's just do it. Let's just fuck oh, right yeah. now. And she's yeah, like, no, no, does. no. I didn't. That's not what I meant. Yeah. They, <laughs> and later on, she calls him and starts talking. He's like, okay, uh, 6.30, fine. I'll meet you. Where? You want me to get a hotel room? She's like, no, no, no. I'm talking about bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He's jumping to these conclusions yeah. like crazy. <laughs> Basically, Debbie tells Michael that they're not—they're not, they're not going to have sex. Like, yeah, she's like she will a, you take know. her top off, right? And they can make out and fool around a little bit, but that's kind of it. Well, I like how she goes. I'm sorry to be a tease, but <laughs> not tonight. But she's then so polite. She, but then later she plans a birthday party where she's going to go all the way with him and wants everyone to know. And this is another one of our friend Tony's downfalls. <laughs> she does want everyone to know, which is very weird. Yes, she does. She wants them all to think it was very good, too. This is another one of Tony's downfalls, though, because her alleged friend Deborah asked her to host this party. You can't have it at Deborah's parents' house. Deborah's dad's crazy. Can you have it at your house, Tony? Tony's parents are out of town. 
Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, the conversation starts with, hey, Tony, are your parents still yeah. in town? <laughs> and Tony is such a weird character. She's such a weird pushover, like, doormat. Like, yeah. I, I don't. But then she's also, like, masochistic because she does this all to herself. All to herself. She agrees. She says, all right, she'll have the party for Michael. Do yeah. it for Michael. Yeah. All right, I guess we'll have this I love party for Michael. like, you don't even have to give him a present. Your house will be the present. <laughs> okay. That makes her feel better. Oh, this is when they have their date, though. When their next date, where Michael's bored and she spills the pasta on her leg. Her outfit is silly again. Like, yeah. she's just wearing ridiculous outfits. Like, she wears this to go to that garbage, like, Pizza diner place? or wherever. Diner, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause that's where, and he's bored out of his mind from the start, and she can, she just keeps. That's all she could talk about is how hard it is to shop and how difficult it is to find things. And yeah, I did think it was funny because the moment she walks out of the house and he compliments her yeah. on like her shoes, she's talking about shoes. They cut to them in the car. She's talking about shopping. They're saying they're eating. She's still talking uh-huh. about shopping. <laughs> and first, I guess he is just excited to be with her, but then yeah, he slowly gets. More and more bored. Oh, this is again when they take advantage of Tony. So there, it's not a bar that they're at, but it's kind of like a bar, like scenario. He goes to up to like the bar area, say, to pay for their meal. Oh, because she spilt the the pasta on herself. She jets out to the bathroom to go clean. Can it we up. talk about how much she curses oh, when yeah. when this happens? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is another part of this movie. I didn't think I'd laugh so much at this movie, but boy, when she is just. F this mother F. Yeah, she's pissed. F, F just this is a new all outfit. The way into the bathroom. Uh-huh. And even at the end, he still hears her cursing. Cursing and after he asks the girl, he's like, Oh, did you see uh, somebody go in there in a white dress? Yeah, and with he a stain. Hears, F and mother F. <laughs> she's so angry about this bill. So angry. But while he goes to pay for their, their messy meal, um, who does he see up at the bar pay area? Is Tony, right? And when he goes to pay, his brother, Corey Haim, keeps stealing his money, so he has to borrow money from Tony to pay for their date. Do and you think Tony went there to watch them I on think their Tony date? is a loony bird. I oh think my she is a secret admirer gone. All the, we didn't see the secret admirer part two. This, yeah, this should just be secret stalker. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that is a more appropriate title. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, then there comes the bridge club. Okay, so these two How now... How upset do you think she was that she couldn't watch them have sex in her parents' bedroom? Ah! <laughs> I think that's I why think she that's was why really she mad. got so heated. She's like, and no one invited me. That was the <laughs> third part. She, and not to participate, to watch. No, no, no. I'll yeah. just... You guys do... I'll just sit here. I'll just be you right won't over here. even know I'm in the room. It's like I'm not even... Don't worry. I'm going to write letters about it. That's fine. What's this with the blinking light? It's not a camcorder. Yeah. Don't worry <laughs> what? about it. What? So oh. after this, he gets home and does he come across a, a smaller picture of Tony right in his drawer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he takes out the picture and looks at it. And then you start to think he's Maybe starting he to does. think about right. Tony. Right. You know? Well, because he confesses to her 
even when he asks her for money for the date, how he's a little bored on their date and it's not an easy conversation like it is between the two of them, you know, like Michael and Tony when they're together. It's easy. It's fun. He enjoys her company much more than he enjoys. I want to see I want to see a date between Debbie and Steve because I want to know why these two are perfectly matched. Like, is she just talking about shopping? He's like, yeah, I hear you. I I have the hardest time buying shoes. <laughs> no, I think they're just making out all the time. Is that pretty I much it? I think that's okay. their relationship, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I thought we were supposed to think they were made for each other. I don't think so, no. Oh. Oh, Michael's birthday. Hmm. Michael's sweet party birthday. Not too crazy of a party, I say overall, right? It is not a crazy it's party. It's not crazy. It's just it's kinda like Debbie and Tony and all of his nerdy friends. And a cake. Like, they do get him a cake. I know. And that's when so inappropriate. Like you don't get a cake for a kid that's what's he turning? Sixteen. Yeah, I think at one point yeah, because at one point remember, um, he, she says that she doesn't really date anybody her age. She's never dated anybody 16 before or something like that. Or in her grade before. I've never dated anybody in my grade no, before. No, he's turning 17. Oh, okay. Because that's when he says, what do you mean? I'm not that young. I'm going to be 17 in two Saturdays Oh, that's or right. That's right. It's yes. a big day for me. That's right. You're right. Yeah. But the before cake. he can even cut Ugh. into his cake, as he's blowing out the candles, she whispers in his ear, I guess oh. I want to take you upstairs and boink your brains out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and it's attention. like she kind of makes a production, not yeah. a production out it's of this. It's clear, like in front of everybody. Yeah. Everyone is huddled around this cake mm-hmm. looking at him when she drags him up the stairs mm-hmm. at Tony's house. There's nothing inconspicuous about it. She doesn't even get, they don't even get to serve the cake before they just go away they go no. upstairs to tony's house to tony's parents bedroom to i guess mm-hmm. to to yeah to do this deed that we get a glimpse of and it's very uncomfortable it's right? very uncomfortable but before we get there yeah we should talk about the bridge party because oh, it keeps the cutting party. back and forth between the two that's right so the parents are now that there's this revelation of this affair and mm-hmm. these alleged letters that are going around this circle of, of friends. There's also bridge night to be hosted at, at Debbie's parents' house. And bridge club, I don't know how bridge club works, but apparently you rotate tables when you play bridge. Yeah, I'm surprised. I see it a lot in older movies, like movies from I the 60s. I think they just needed this these couples to do something together <laughs> exactly. that involved yes. other couples. Yeah, they play bridge together. You know, the game of bridge where you switch tables and kind of play. And at some so at, at a certain point, they're all together at the winner's table, the bridge winner's table, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's George. It's, it's his dad that makes the comment about how Elizabeth's really outdone herself with the affairs instead of saying hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> Which is... The most insane <laughs> Freudian slip ever because it doesn't sound like anything. But this is all they needed to get set off, right? Jamie, I do have to tell you, um, I was, oh man, this was years ago. I was at work and I was talking to this girl and I was talking about and why I was talking about the book. Nicholas Nickleby. Oh. I don't know why, <laughs> okay. but I'm talking to this girl and I literally said, 
Nicholas Nippleby to her. <laughs> and she started laughing, and I started uncomfortably laughing, and it was very awkward. A fight did not break out, not but like it's this, the closest yeah. to this okay, I've ever you been. felt. Okay. okay. Right. <laughs> Nicholas Nippleby. <laughs> <laughs> well, this... He knows he didn't mean to say hors d'oeuvres. He knows that what's happening is that the fight that breaks out, a man's head is in a fish tank at a certain point, which is kind <laughs> of a classic. It's move. an insane fight. They have food all over themselves. <laughs> the ladies do by the end of this. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a big brawl, I guess you could say, right? I mean, say, they're right? crashing through tables. Mm-hmm. The guys are literally Laying punches, like punching. Yeah. Each, yeah. yeah. And there are other couples in this. Yeah. House. The whole bridge crew gets together and it seems like it's like a big old, just a brawl, right? Yeah. A bridge, bridge, bridge brawl. Everything is kind of resolved though. Like they, not necessarily resolved, but the fight does eventually end. Yeah. And it ends with the couple still being angry, but not fighting anymore. And just right. Going their separate ways right. to then argue amongst themselves at home. Oh man! Oh, oh! What a tangled, tangled web of lies! All because of Tony and her damn letter writing. Oi! All, All right, right, but let's so, get back to the upstairs. Sex back party. to the uncomfortable <laughs> sex. Very uncomfortable mm-hmm. sex. Michael mm-hmm. is Deborah and Michael are not a match. They're not jiving in in no. under the sheets, right? Um, and she's like, it hurts, and he's like, yeah. wait, what should I do? And she's like. Do it right. That's her instruction. <laughs> oh. And then when she's finally, he's like over it, right? He's like, forget this. I don't, I, let's yeah. just not do it. And she's so mad and she wants everyone to know that they slept together. And she wants to make sure that he lets them know she was good. She wants a good reputation. Not only does she want a reputation, she, right. That's all she needs. That's all she cares about. Yes. Right. In the meantime, Tony is so, so sad. This is just... <sighs> Tony, what were you expecting? Oh, the sluttiest girl in school has you have a birthday party for this boy who she... And you don't think anything... What are you thinking, Tony? What are you thinking? Yeah. They're not. Yeah, they come downstairs and leave. By this time, the whole party has left. So you just see Tony alone with a tie. She's wearing a tie. She has a cool little black tie on. Uh-huh. And she's just—is she eating ice cream? Not by yet, herself? not yet. She eats ice cream by herself later, I think, when he comes over because he knocks on the door and she's like annoyed to leave her ice cream. Um, All right, okay. to answer it, to talk to him because she's super sad. Um, the parents go back to their houses, and now, like you said, the they're the individual or the couples are fighting amongst the couple selves, mm-hmm. and. As they reveal the letters, both times when um, Deborah's parents reveal a letter, like, well, what's this? Deborah's right there to say, that's my letter. Oh, Mm -hmm. Deborah's reaction when her, is it her dad that reads the letter and the mom says, and and, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Her reaction is so dramatic when she's like, how could you? What did you? This is my letter. I can't believe you, Mom. It's so dramatic. But so is his, too. Because he gets home yeah. and the same thing happens. His mom's right. reading the letter and he's like, Jeez, Mom, can't anybody get out of my life? And can't I have my <laughs> privacy? And he's so, like, these kids are terrible to their 
kind of terrible parents. Yeah. And then, of course, of course, everybody realizes. Yeah, now it all parents, clicks. Parents-wise, yes. Yeah. That they've just, they've made a it's huge a misunderstanding. Mistake. Huge misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Even though two of them have kissed and confessed, the other two have confessed a certain love for each other. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yes. It, it's still, it, this is just a little misunderstanding. A mystery, right, exactly. if you will. So the next day mm-hmm. is when he compares notes. Uh, okay. And he realizes that Tony wrote all the notes. She's the one who's in love with him. And you know what? He's in love with her. Well, P.S., let's back it up. When he goes to the house, doesn't he ask her for a real date? He asks oh, her yeah. to go on a yeah. real date. Yeah. And like, she hey, says, uh, she's maybe like, we should no. go on a real date. Yeah. He's so lame about it. And he says, I realize I only really like Deborah because she's so beautiful. <laughs> right. Unlike you. Yeah. Hey, how about we go yeah. out sometime? Maybe I'll try you on for size. He's um, so smooth. So smooth. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you know that Deborah's last name is Fimple? Deborah uh, yes, I Fimple? do. The her name is because I refer to him as Deborah Ann Fimple <laughs> very early on in the movie. <laughs> Well, we don't see any more of her, right? That was the last we saw of Deborah after she's. That's it. She's yeah. gone. Yeah, she she's had bad sex movie. and just left the movie. Yep. And now, uh, Tony, Michael realizes that it was Tony that wrote these letters, but she is headed to school on a float. School yeah, he calls her mom, which her mom picks up the phone. I'm like, I know her mom. Like, she's some character actress who's been in a lot of stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah. How is this woman not in more of this movie? I love her. But the she mom... gives him. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, I'm just saying she gives him the whole the run rundown of. Oh, yeah. she's she's in the car. We're heading to the harbor. Mm-hmm. She's off to school at sea or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, No, you can't. She's like, No, we're going. That's where we're off to. And I like how mom, when she gets in the car, casually mentions, oh, by the way, Michael called to say goodbye, but we're on our way, so it's too late. And um, they're, they're taking her. She doesn't want to talk to Michael anyway. He's a creep. Why would she yeah. want to talk to him? She, well, yeah. maybe now she's starting to feel a little. He decides he needs to just follow her there. Just oh. She chases after her. He gets to her house and starts running after her car. The car doesn't stop. Now he decides in the middle of this residential area to start hitchhiking a ride to try to... This, this, all should not go on for as long as it does. It this should way. not go on for as long oh. as it does. Like, I mean, we're, we're at the end of this movie. There's like five mm-hmm. minutes left, but there mm-hmm. should be 30 seconds left because this just... Yeah, we should be wrapping it up. ...continues on and on. Michael has to follow her somehow. Whose car does he um, commandeer? But uh, Steve's, right? The mm-hmm. macho Steve guy who is still out to kind of kick Michael's ass. He's like, ah, I'm not done with you. Michael punches Steve right in the nose, <laughs> breaks his nose on impact, <laughs> and is like, oh, my God, your nose. I broke your nose. Well, I need your car. See ya. Jumps in his car. And Steve's like, but I can't. Why did you? I can't you believe broke you just my did. nose. Oh, well, I, why did I didn't know? Oh, you, you really need my car? And I'm like, this Steve guy is a very sensitive guy. Yeah, character. very sensitive after his little monologue to the little poster <laughs> yeah. that he does. Yeah. Oh, now when he gets, this is the other extended part that we don't need to see. When he finally gets to the harbor where the school boat is taking off, he comes, Michael comes to a myriad of people. 
what is what are this? all these extras i, that I assume it's like mi- the director's extended family yes. are like can we, like, can we have five like, minutes in your movie the fact <laughs> when he talks to that cop and the cop's like it's down here and you gotta go no wait maybe that's not it <laughs> I like, think you gotta. I think doing? they're down. The, it just goes on, on and, and on, on. Mm-hmm. And, and he just finally drives away. I'm like, why? Why couldn't you drive away so much quicker? Than I this? agree. I totally agree. Why did we Awful. need all of this? Now he finally gets to see the boat that she's on. He school climbs afloat. on top of a school afloat. Well, he climbs on top of all these like cargo. Uh, like shipping containers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To shout to her. And now this is weird too, because he's shouting to her and she's like, I can't hear. I don't know what you're saying. I can't understand you. What are you saying? Is her first response. I don't. And, and I also don't understand how him diving in the water and swimming eight feet and then continuing to yell makes her then understand <laughs> him. Well, he says, I think when he says, I love you, is before, when right. he says that before he jumps in the water. And yeah. that must be what she hears. And she's got, she's now, this is school and afloat, and all she's got with her is this tiny little, like, purse that she's oh, she's got nothing for school afloat. <laughs> I mean, unless her luggage is somewhere else, but this is a Stowed tiny away, boat. but you see, and you see nothing. It's like mom and dad brought suitcases with. This is and like, there's like eight kids on this boat. I'm like, what kind of program? Are they just going to pick up more students on the way? Some kind of skipper or captain that is watching her <laughs> yell to Michael, but is not at all alarmed that she's near the edge of the boat and no, not when he, but he's right there. Michael jumps in, he swims a little bit, and then he has a moment where he's like, well, come on, Tony. He kind of says to himself, like, either she jumps in or what? And finally, she just, she tosses her tiny purse off to the side, and she jumps in, and they make out in the water, and that's the end. That's That's the end end of Secret Admirer, Mm -hmm. our movie that we're doing because it's Lori Loughlin's birthday. Well, happy birthday to you. Yeah. I assume she's like, she's probably like 60 and looks about 35. Yeah, she always looks the same. Like, it just, this is what she yeah. looks like. Same haircut, same face, same everything. Now, was this her biggest, like, movie gig in the eight? Like, what? I don't know. I looked at her filmography. Like, she did a lot of stuff in the 80s. Like, a lot yeah. of these teen movies. Mm-hmm. Not a lot that I'd really heard of. Um, but was this her biggest one, then? Her biggest been, role in one? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I never really heard of this. I've I, certainly never seen it before. No, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. So, what did you think? What are your final um, thoughts on this movie? My final thoughts on this movie. I didn't like this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I didn't like it. I didn't. I I thought the female characters were weak, and I didn't. Um, I thought it was overall goofy. I mean, it wasn't like a couldn't keep my eyes open movie but it was an eye rolling movie where I was like oh now this is happening oh jeez I didn't really I didn't necessarily love it yeah how about you I think I'm the same um, it's not terrible like yeah. if, if somebody stumbles upon it and watches it I don't think it's going to upset anyone no yeah um, but it no it's not good no it's not good mm-hmm. and it was just like all those 
misunderstandings that I was like, oh, and now this person's finding the letter. And, oh, now they're talking about this, and she thinks they're talking about that, and, oh, why do you keep writing letters for this guy? What a pushover Tony was. Like, oh, come on, really? And now you're going to have this party and this and that, and, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just one of those teen movies that came out when a bunch of other teen movies came out. It's not as good as those other ones. It's not doing anything too new or interesting, and the characters aren't great, so it was forgotten about. I agree. Easily forgettable, I guess. Did it remind you of anything, or did what did what did it inspire? What's your recommendation off of such it a mediocre? It didn't remind movie? me of anything, and maybe I'm only recommending this because I just saw it. But it is okay. a high school movie. Okay. Um, so if you're tired of seeing parents and want to watch a high school movie where the kids are the only people in it, where they go? Uh, it's a movie from 2011 called Detention. Ah. And it's a movie that did very very poorly. Okay. Um, and I think it did poorly because Dane Cook is in it, and mm. it was like during the Dane Cook backlash of the late. 2000s. Oh yeah, yeah. People loved him for like a minute. Oh, and then, they loved. Oh, that they guy. hated him yes. after that. But he's not a main player. Okay. And it's a really like meta. Cool. Like it's a it's a comedy drama slasher, but there's also time travel stuff in it. Mm. It's a very weird movie and okay. smart movie. And uh, a fun movie, so. And it'll bring it. you back to your high school days. I like it. It is. They do uh, travel near the end of the movie. They travel back in time to 1993, and I was totally into it. Oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> it was It was really good. Like, it was a really good like interpretation nice. of 1993. It was really great. You're yeah. feeling good about it. Well, good. Detention, it's called. Detention? Uh-huh. All yep. right. All yeah. right. Yeah, what about you? I'm 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 given two because one is a movie I haven't seen yet, so you can't really recommend a movie you haven't seen. But I, oh, it's on that my has mind. never stopped you before. <laughs> but it's exactly. But I decided even now. So uh, thinking of a movie that that that's kind of about love letters and writing letters and and staying along that vein. I know it's cheesy and I know it's so girly, but that movie, The Notebook, it gets me every damn time. <laughs> I can't help it. I don't know if it's Ryan Gosling. I don't know if it's the time period, but it is, I'm a sucker for it and I don't care what it makes me. All right. So the movie, The Notebook, you want to read a movie about writing love letters to each other? Get into that. That's a funny romantic <laughs> comedy and it'll warm your heart on a cold day. Wait, I'm is just it funny? saying. I've it's never got seen some it. funny parts. It's a little bit chuckly. Um, and then I've always wanted to watch, but never have seen it, um, the movie Closer with uh, Natalie Portman and Jude Law and Julia Roberts. It's okay. about all these couples like having it. an affair. I not, no? I didn't like it. A lot of people really liked it. I know it's about couples having an affair. So that was the other side of the coin. And I've, I, I've never seen it, so I recommend it without seeing it. But you don't like it, so maybe that's. Just... I didn't. I didn't like it, but I don't know if I like didn't like it because everybody else liked it. No, I know it sounds yeah, stupid, but no. when it's so overhyped, and then I see it, I'm like, wait. Then you're this super. The movie? Cr- yeah, this is what everyone's yeah. excited like, about. This yeah. is what everybody loved. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway. There All you right. Go. So, two weeks from today. Happening in two weeks. We are into the month of August, which Jamie is National Book Month. So we're not going to read a book. No, we don't do that here. We only talk about movies from the 80s. So we're going to talk about a movie based on a book. Mm -hmm. Based on a book written by John Updike, 
and the book slash movie is called The Witches of Eastwick. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we will be knee deep in star power, right? Like yeah, there's a lot. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. The Pfeiffer. I think she's a witch. Yeah. Yeah. Cher's a witch. Cher is in it. Yep. Jack Nicholson's a male witch. Yeah. Or something. He's the leader of the witches. I don't know. I've never seen it. Have you ever seen it? Did you just mouth the words I have not? Because that's okay to say out loud on a podcast. A requirement for this is not having seen the movie before. Wait, no. who's the third witch? I was going to say Bette Midler, but that's a different witch movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. But it's a very Bette Midler-ish person, right? Oh, man, whoever it is, she's going to be upset when she hears this. Is it this. Susan Sarandon? Oh, I think it is Susan yeah. Sarandon. She has a Bette Midler quality to her, right? I guess. The red hair. The hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, we will see you again in two weeks when we talk about the Witches of Eastwick. So go watch it in the meantime. Yeah. And if you have time, read the book. Right? Compare them. All right. Yeah. Let us know. Two weeks. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Crack out of you, Weisenheimer, and a butt of your necktie. Podtron. This podcast is part of the Podtron Podcast Network. For more, visit podtron.wordpress.com and Podtron Network on Twitter and Facebook.